Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, final segment. And as we look at where we are in all the political process, yes, we are 19 days away from November the 8th. Ballots are hitting mailboxes already. Uh, if you haven't received your ballot yet, don't panic. You can get all the way till next Monday. And if you haven't received it by next Monday's mail, then you can contact uh, your local uh, county and make sure you're getting the ballot to the right spot. So there's plenty of time there. Uh, bats, ballots are being cast. Votes are being made, uh, not just here in the state of Utah, but across the country. And it really leads to the question of, what are the questions we ought to be asking ourselves? And as I said before the break, I think one of the things that we haven't talked nearly enough about is what exactly are the candidates talking about? Because the two things that I want to know about someone who is running for office is what are they talking about and who are they talking about? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And far too often we allow ourselves to be sucked in by the drama and trauma of personality battles and ego and uh, ambition and all of those things rolled into one. And so step back a little bit. As you're evaluating a candidate, first ask yourself, what are they talking about? When when they open their mouth, whether that's on a stage in front of a group at a debate, whether it's online, on social media, in your email box, in a fundraising letter or a campaign mailer that ends up in your mailbox as well, what are they talking about? 
And to me, the question is, are they talking about their ideas? Are they talking about what they are for? Or is the only thing you can hear what they're against? We have for far too long validated bad behavior when it comes to politicians simply talking about what they're against and how awful their opponent is, how awful the other side is, how awful the other policy solution is. And many of you have heard me talk about this whole idea of Boston to Philadelphia. That if you look at it historically, the Boston Tea Party was really just this moment where the colonists said, this is what we're against. We are against being overtaxed and overregulated by a big government that's very far away. And so what did they do? They did what Americans always do. They protested. And they said very loudly, very strongly, with force, with action, this is what we are against. Now, had they stopped there, what we tout as the Boston Tea Party would not have even made it as a footnote in the history books. It just would have been one more angry mob shouting against a big oppressive government. No news. But they didn't. They marched it forward. It took them 14 years to get from Boston where they protested against the kind of government they didn't want, the things that they didn't want, the policies that they didn't want. To get to Philadelphia and put down in the Constitution, this is what we do want. These are the kind of policies that we are for. This is the kind of country that we want to create. These are the kind of communities that we want to live in. And so to me, that has always been just a very easy marker and distinction when I listen to candidates for any office at any level of government, from president of the United States to a local mayor or county council. I want to know, what are you talking about? And if the only thing you can do when you're talking is talk about what you are against, you've lost me. Because that is not what leadership looks like. Leadership is not about just being against things. And so what are you talking about? And so for everything, you're, you're looking at, some of you are looking at your ballot right now. You're looking up and down that ballot and just ask yourself, when I listen to this person, what do I hear? Do I hear what they're for? Or do I hear what they're against? That's a good question. The second part of that is who are they talking about? Are they talking about you as the voter? Are they talking just about themselves? Or are they just talking about their opponent? Same principle applies. If all they can do is talk about their opponent. If all they can do is talk about themselves, you got to think twice. Neither of those are really good answers. What they really ought to be talking about, who they ought to be talking about is you. And are they doing that? And as voters, we got to start rewarding the good behavior of what that looks like. So start asking yourself, what are they talking about and who are they talking about? And the beauty of today's world is, is you can assess that on so many levels. 
because you can listen to them live. You can hear them in an interview. You can see them at a town hall or a campaign rally. You can read them on social media. I'm sure you're receiving the campaign emails and mailers that are coming to your mailbox. And so you can figure it out. So we have to listen a little closer, a little sharper. Listen past the talking points, just past the headlines. Uh, we got to think again. Because if we can't take the time to step back and say, okay, what are they talking about? And who are they talking about? Then nothing changes. And we often talk about, well, we need to expect more. We, gotta, we, we have to have voters do this, voters do that. We, we, ha- we have to. We do have to. <laughs> uh, I guarantee you that many politicians are not going to change until they have to change. And some of them will only change because they have to change to stay in power. But that's better than them not changing and staying in power. Now, hopefully we actually get them to change uh, and it becomes the culture. But for far too long, we've just let this go. And so we let them spend all their time talking about what they're against. We let them spend all of their time talking about who they're against. And we even let some of the narcissistic ones just talk about themselves. So ask the question, what are they talking about? And who are they talking about? And in the end, I really hope they're talking about you. I hope they're talking about what they're for. And I hope they're talking about their vision of how they'll make things better. That's worth talking about. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Sell Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.